Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's house. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to minister tonight, Lord. According to the need of your people, Lord, forgive our sins, such fast, Lord. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, cleanse us with your blood, body, soul, and spirit, in Jesus' name, Jesus, and in Jehoshua's name, O Lord. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, send 900 billion children, what is angel, Lord, clean out the pro and clean out my house, Lord Jesus. Clean out this office from all evil spirits and demons, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord. Clean out my house, Lord Jesus, 900 trillion, 900 trillion, Lord Jesus, what is angel, archangel, Lord. Clean out my brothers and sisters, home and houses. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Google, block, block, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty Jesus. Help me to share your word tonight in Jesus' name. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, O Lord, O God. Mighty Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God. Forgive our sins and trespasses. Cleanse us with your blood, Lord Jesus. Use me, Lord Jesus. Give me the word, Lord. For your people, for our lives, according to our need, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehashua name, O oh Lord. We give you glory and praise, mighty Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Lord, praise you, God. Lord is so good. God is so good. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I wanted to share tonight what the Lord showed me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. What, a, what, a, what an experience the Lord uh, gave me this morning as he took me to the tribulation, brothers and sisters. My goodness, hallelujah. I have in Christ so much, hallelujah, as I, as I cried this morning in the tribulation. And it was not, it was not planned. It was not something that I wanted to do. It was that the Lord uh, wanted to show me what it's going to go about in the tribulation, brothers and sisters. Shalom, yes, to my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And it was, it was as the Lord brought me back, oh, my goodness. Praise you, Lord. What is about to come into the world? Thank you, Jesus, after the rapture, after the cut up in the year of the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My goodness, praise you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus is coming soon for us. But let me go into the word, Revelation chapter 6. It says the word of God, after I beheld when the Lamb had opened one of the seal. My goodness, just one. Not 20, but just one. And I heard one of the four beasts say, after where, where the noise of thunder come and see. Praise you, Lord. The, Jesus is inviting the bride of Christ to come. Come to him or come with him. That is the cut up in the ear. But we will also see the Lord as we come. It's first going to take obedience. Come and see. It's going to take obedience for us to go home in the rapture. Thank you, Lord. So, someone informed me this week that 
I was one of the 144,000. And it kind of made me sad because I was hoping to go home in the rapture with the Lord. And he has shown me several times that I will be going home in the rapture. So it kind of made me sad when someone said, you are one of the 144,000. Praise you, Lord. And again, I was so sad, and, and I had some people comforting me about it. You know, and I said, well, if it's the will of God for me to stay of the 144,000, let, let the, let the will of God be done and not my own will. Praise the Lord. But I remember the Lord and the Father saying to me that I will be in heaven. Amen. I remember that. And so uh, a couple of mornings, uh, not, not, not last night, but the night before, the morning before, I was in prayer with the Lord, and I said, Lord, am I coming home? And the Lord said, you are coming home with me. That's what the Lord said, and that is in a rapture. And, and that, praise the Lord, gave me joy that I, the Lord said, you're coming home. Praise you, Lord. And then the Lord said, I said, Lord, was that a test? When I heard that I was 144,000, he said, yes, it was a test. And my goodness, what a test that was. Hallelujah. So I, I was I was happy to know that I'm going home in the rapture and that Jesus says to me that I'm going home. Yes, I'm excited for that. So this morning, last night, as I was talking to the Lord, whether he was going to show me something, uh, he said yes. But before he said yes, it sounds like whatever God was going to show me, I was not going to like it very much. And you never know what God is going to show you. It is whatever plan and purpose he has for us, some of it is not pleasing. Some of the plan of God for us, uh, some of the things we're going to go through, brothers and sisters, are not pleasing. Amen. But when he took me to the tribulation and I began to walk in this earth, uh, to me it was unrecognizable. United States seems to me unrecognizable. I've been to several states, but walking in the United States, uh, uh, man, familiar up north Massachusetts, I could not recognize Massachusetts. Praise you, Lord. As I was walking in the street, I, you know, somehow I said, I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts. There's so much Dunkin' Donuts out north. Let me go to Dunkin' Donuts and, and, and get myself, I like to go get a tea. Amen. And praise the Lord. I went to get a hot tea, maybe with cream and sugar. It was it's what I had in mind. Remember that I'm I'm still with this mentality that I just get get taken to the uh praise the Lord, tribulation and and praise the Lord, I'm there and I got this mentality. Well I go to Dunkin' Donut, I go get myself a a, a nice tea hot tea with cream and sugar, and as I go there, I noticed that there was like like a, a Starbucks or, or, or Dunkin' Donuts, but it was not the same. And I'm like, why did, why did things have changed? But I, I'm forgetting that uh, uh, bankruptcy is coming to the United States, partial bankruptcy. Uh, a lot of Walmarts are closing the door now. A lot of many store Kmart here that were used to are closing the door and going into tribulation, most of these stores are not in business. Brothers, you got to forgive me for this, please. I want you to bear with me tonight. 
praise the Lord, because you got to remember, the mentality that I have now, it's the same mentality that Jesus takes me into the tribulation. Praise the Lord. And you know, when you thirst, uh, you want to go to any store, any convenience store, and get yourself a drink. Isn't isn't that the way it is now? And I know a lot of you will say, yes, that's that's the normal life right now. You're driving. Uh, you want to drink a water, you stop for a bottle of water. It, it, it's, it's a normal life right now. Tribulation, that normal life that we have now, it is just not the same. So I saw a store of people that that people were lining up in line to, to get whatever they like to buy, coffee, whatever, water, juice. And But one thing I noticed was the army. I noticed the, the, the U.S. Army, but it was not the U.S. Army at the same time, brothers and sisters. This was not the U.S. Army. This was like the U.N. Army all over the United States. How is this all going to play out? Uh, it is very difficult to say it. Hallelujah. But I tell you this, that the U.S. Army, uh, in union with the U.N., they are going to combine the Army, and I'm looking for the U.S. Army logo that I'm used to seeing in the uniform. But I'm looking for the logo. It's not there. The logo is not there, and it's some type of logo from the U.N. they have. But I knew it was still the U.N. Praise the Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, as I'm in the tribulation, one of the things I noticed they were doing was checking with people whether they have the mark of the beast of Revelation 13 in the hand or in the forehead. Some people uh, were given in the, the left hand. And I and I saw, I heard when the soldier, hallelujah, I heard when the soldier was, was uh, uh, threatening people that this was not a joke. Couldn't shoot anyone. They could shoot anyone. Uh, any woman, and they were doing it, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, uh, they were making sure that everyone that was lining up to buy anything had the mark. And what does Revelation 13 says about the mark of the beast? I want to remind you tonight that the word of God is true, and it's true to a thousand generations. Praise the Lord. Revelation thirteen sixteen says that he may all. Is that it's now that he politely is going to ask people whether they want to wear the mark. He's the Antichrist, the devil. Praise you, Lord. He's not that nice to ask anyone. Would you like to have the mark? That's not the way it is. He makes all. He makes all. He's going to make them have this mark. It's what the Word of God teaches us. He's going to make people around the U.S. and around the world to have this mark, whether they like it or not. And that's exactly in the same system that the Lord takes me into the tribulation, in the same situation that I'm in the middle of. I'm seeing the army with heavy weapons, automatic weapons, checking for people to have this mark on the right hand 
all on the forehead. And as one of the men took out his left hand to give it to them, the soldier said, sir, you better show your right hand right now. And he, 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 they were pointing the gun to him. It was serious. He said, we're serious about this. And I'm looking at the whole situation there because the Lord wanted me to see this so I can tell you here tonight, this is going to be life and death. God have mercy. He made all, both small and great, rich or poor and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or on the forehead. God has so much wisdom. I don't know if it's that allowed to say. God is so smart that he's telling you and I what is going to happen, exactly how it's going to be. When, when the church of God is taken out of this earth, the cut up in the air is so close, and it's any day that Jesus is going to take his people home. The Lord takes me to this building that I'm, that I'm familiar with. I worked several years in this building up in Hebrew, Massachusetts. When the Lord Jesus takes me there, <clears throat> I noticed that the building was abandoned. And I'm, and I'm in an abandoned building, and I'm wondering, what am I doing here? But I noticed someone, I noticed someone but other people was hiding in the building, in one of the top floors. And as she comes out, I said, Millie, is that you? And as I looked at her, I could recognize her, and she can recognize me. She's the Elvie. I said, Millie, is that you? She had, she had longer hair than what I've seen on her. She had dirty face, dirty clothes. Her face looked swollen. Her eyes looked swollen. Like when someone has been crying for months and years, they have not been taking shower. They have not been eating good either. She looked skinny also. Brothers and sisters, as I'm talking with her, and she and I said, when did you have your last meal? She said, I had a piece of bread three days or more days ago. I don't remember. She says to me. And she, and she is talking with me with such an agony of pain on her, on her that I began to cry with her. I know that she was crying as she was talking with me. But she had been in so much pain, and I asked her, how long have you been going through this? And she said, for over two years. For over two years. And I said, oh, wow. And I'm crying out with her and the people that was hiding in the building because they all look skinny. They all look like they have not ate. They have knowledge of the word. But one of the things she began to tell me was, you used to preach me God's word, and I rejected it because I have my own plans. I wanted to go on with my own life, and I didn't want to hear anyone telling me what to do. And so I rejected you, Elvie, when you preach me Jesus. When you preach me that Jesus was going to come for his people, I rejected your message, Elvie. I rejected your message. 
to me was kind of a bother because I had all my plans, all the things that I wanted to do. And you kept talking to me about the word of God, which is so true. I know now, Elvie, that what you were telling me was the word of God, the true word of God, that they were not your word, that it was the word of Jesus. And I should have listened. We should have listened, but we never did because we went on with our own life. It's so hard, Elvie. We cannot even sleep at night. We got to be hiding. You can see how the soldiers are looking for people to, to try to put this mark on them. And you don't have a choice, practically. They don't give you a choice. Shalom, sister. They don't give you a choice. They persecute you. They chase you. You have to be running. You have to be hiding for the rest of your life. This is the way it is. This is horrible, Alvi. This is horrible. And you were giving us the word. And we didn't listen to you, Alvi. I'm so sorry, Alvi. I did not listen to you when you used to preach me the word of God. He says to me, I'm so sorry. Her eyes were swollen, brothers and sisters. Her faith was swollen. This all happened this morning when Jesus took me to the tribulation, brothers and sisters. It was horrible. It was painful to see these people suffering, not to be able to recognize the United States because all these earthquakes and tsunamis have hit the land. A lot of places are not standing. It looks like a wilderness where they used to be city before. Brothers and sisters, people are hurt. People are in tremendous pain. Those that don't want to have the mark of running. I see multitude of people. I see the army checking the right hand or the forehead to see whether they have the mark. When they confirm someone has the mark, they will leave them alone. No one can buy in this convenience store, in this place that I thought it was Dunkin' Donuts, that I went in, but I noticed they were checking for the mark, so I had to run myself and hide because I said, they're going to check me for the mark, and I don't have it. But there was something new Jesus revealed to me about this mark. He allowed me to hear that the people that have the mark, the government could, can communicate with those that have the mark. The mark is not only, a, hallelujah, like a flash drive. It's more than a flash drive. The RFID has more and more information, or more, it is more usable than what we thought it was, brothers and sisters. This chip, this electronic chip, this mark, brothers and sisters, I noticed it was an electronic chip, and I'm looking to compare it to what we know as the RFID, and it looks the same to me. I knew it was the RFID that I was looking at, brothers and sisters. They might modify it. They might even make it better. But this RFID that people had, the government could communicate with those that have the RFID. They can communicate with them. It's, a, it's an electronic chip on the right hand that the government can use and communicate with people. I used to think it, it would just keep your credit card information in it. I thought that it would only keep your, your, hospital, your hospital information 
You'll have, you'll have to find out this morning in the tribulation there's much more than that. You, we, we should have thought about this, that the devil's not going to stop there. The only, God will have to, the only God will have to stop the devil because the devil wants to ruin people's lives. He wants to harm people to the farther way he can. John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, said Jesus. Not Jesus. It's played well by Jesus in his preaching, in his message. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all what the devil comes for. He doesn't have any, any other plan but to kill humanity, but to destroy humanity, but to steal salvation for humanity. When they choose to get this mark, because he will pressure them to, he will threaten them to, praise the Lord, just for them to have one chance to say, yes, I want it, because of suffering, he's going to put people through. And so they only have one choice but to say yes. The devil and the demon knows that if they just behead people, they can be safe because they're the only salvation reading in the Word of God in regard to being saved in the tribulation, being beheaded. Letting them cut your neck. The devil knows this. And the demon and the devil don't want anyone to be saved. They want people lost to be lost forever. I was watching this movie for about the tribulation earlier, and, and the guy playing the Antichrist says in the movie that he's playing the devil, and he says, I just want to have more people with me in the lake of fire. I just want more people to come with me to the lake of fire, he says. And I'm thinking about this. As I hear this, brothers and sisters, the Lord brings me from there. It's exactly what you see in the tribulation, brothers and sisters. Don't believe me, look what Revelation 6 says. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, have mercy. Have mercy, the Lord. Revelation 6, to therefore beheld, and lo, there was a white horse, and he that said, and he had a, a bowl, and a crown was given unto him. He went forth conquering that he may overcome. That is Jesus Christ. Mercy. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. Verse 4, there, and there went out another horse that was red, Power was given unto him that said thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. You notice that when peace is taken from the earth, and a lot of people are thinking, Brother Obi, what peace is on the earth right now? You, you need to explain to us what peace is on the earth right now because peace on the earth, there's only confusion. There's only so much going on. So what peace on the earth is the Bible referring to? Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 3. So when they shall say peace and safety, they shall come upon them the sudden destruction of the travail upon the woman with a child, and they shall not escape. They will not escape. Praise you, Lord. What peace? Well, the peace is the Holy Ghost. The peace is the Holy Spirit. That Jesus said on John 14 and on John 15, he will be with thee forever. The Holy Spirit is the peace we get from God. For the Lord is the Spirit of Paul to the churches. Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus also said, the peace that I give you, the word will not give you as I give it unto you. 
praise you, Lord. Jesus Christ is our peace. Jesus Christ is a peacemaker. Jesus Christ is a peace in our heart and our life. Brothers and sisters. And Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. So when the bride goes, so goes the Holy Spirit with the bride. Because Jesus said it, the Holy Spirit will be with the bride forever. So we cannot go and leave the Holy Spirit because that will contradict God's word. Think about that one. A lot of people say, no, uh, uh, I'm sorry, brother, but the Holy Spirit is going to stay in the tribulation. The Holy Spirit cannot go. He needs to stay. Praise the Lord, because there will be a lot of Christians staying behind, they say. So the Holy Spirit must, be, must remain. But how can the Holy Spirit go? How can we go and he stays? Praise the Lord. When the word of God says that he will be in us forever. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. So when we go, he goes also, brothers and sisters. Jesus said he will be in us forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So we cannot go, hallelujah, and he stays. Because Jesus said he will be in us forever. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I'm looking at us right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He will be in us forever. So, hallelujah, that means we will be together forever. Hallelujah. As we go, he also goes. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. The Lord is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. But when the comfort, hallelujah, which is the Holy Ghost, who the Father will send in my name, this is John 14, 26. He should teach you all things and bring you to all things of remembrance, which I have told you. My peace I leave for you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the word given, but give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. And that peace comes through the Holy Spirit because Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is the one that brings the peace unto us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and uh, praise the Lord. Uh, verse 17, And the Spirit of truth whom the, whom the world cannot receive, because they see him not, neither know him, but ye know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. There you go. He will be in us, brothers and sisters. So he cannot stay down here. He will go home. He will go out with us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit is going out with the bride of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is chapter 14 of John. And then in, in, in chapter 15, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. I just want to read it, and I want to give people the word so they can always go back to the word. Hallelujah. And check everything we said in the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And, and praise you, God. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then uh, 15, 20 says, But when the Comforter shall come, whom I will send to you from my Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he should testify of me. So the Holy Spirit testify of Jesus. He doesn't testify of himself. You notice that? You notice that the Holy Spirit doesn't testify of himself. He testifies of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is this, and this this is for the prophets that are speaking from God. Make sure when you give up a word, you're testifying of Jesus. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of the prophecy. Thank you, Lord. It should be of Jesus. And a lot of people are questioning 
Jesus. Praise you, Lord, when they, when they should be questioning everything else but not Jesus. They should be studying about Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. And this, this goes deeper than that. But you that hear this, the Lord will help you understand. You can seek of the Lord even more because the Lord Jesus will help you understand. It's very important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because the Holy Spirit will testify of Jesus. He will not testify of himself, but he will, he will testify of Jesus. And that is important because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. But every prophecy, hallelujah, hallelujah, has Jesus Christ 100% in it. Again, every prophecy has Jesus Christ in it, in it 100%. Thank you, Jesus. No prophecy, hallelujah, can go out without Jesus because Jesus Christ, first of all, is the word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, John 16, 13, how about how it be when he is come, talking about the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, he will lead you on to all truth. Listen carefully. He will lead you on to all truth, for he should not speak of himself, but to whatever he, he should hear, whatever he should hear from what? From God, from Jesus. He shall speak, and he will show you the things to come. Praise the Lord. You see, brothers and sisters, you cannot separate the Holy Spirit from Jesus. This is very important. And every prophecy has Jesus in it. Pray. If you talk about the Father, Jesus Christ is in it. You cannot separate them two. You got a lot of Christians separating them two. You got a lot of Christians separating the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Wrong. You got a lot of people separating the Father from the Son. Wrong. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. That is not biblical. Jesus Christ's testimony is in every word, is in every prophecy. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Very important. Pray about this, some of you, because a lot of you I know will question this. Pray about it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Yes, thank you for that one. We'll testify of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And it's very important. As I shared the other day, when Jesus said to the to the rabbi about the, the temple, the temple of Herod, he said that God will, he will destroy the temple on the third day, but it will be risen again on the third day. The temple will be risen again on the third day. Praise you, Lord. Jesus was talking about himself. But the third, but the temple is also a, a revelation of Jesus. Because when you read Solomon, when you read Second Corinthians, or Second Chronicles, I'm sorry. Second Corinthians. Second Chronicle. Praise the Lord. I, I wanna I wanna take this step by step, but I also want to share these. Brothers and sisters. That's very important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Second Chronicle seven, when Solomon had made an end of praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord fell out. Thank you, Lord. The temple is a revelation of the Messiah. What the Jewish people are waiting for is the Messiah. But they even know that after, unless they build the temple, Messiah will not return. Jesus will not return because the third temple, brothers and sisters, is a revelation of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to show you how it is. Why is Messiah not going to come? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Oh, God, it's so awesome. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, it's so awesome. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Here's some of the prayer of, of, of Solomon. And I want you to see the prayer of Solomon. I want you to see in the prayer of Solomon the testimony of the Messiah, Jesus. Prayer of Solomon. Jesus Christ is in the prayer of Solomon. When the glory of God filled the temple, that was a revelation of Jesus in the temple of God. Why would Jesus was revealed this way, brothers and sisters? Why was Jesus revealed this way in the temple of God? Because remember what Solomon says to God. When they come and pray in this place, you will hear their prayer, and you, and you will forgive their sins. Why was Solomon confessing? Only through Messiah, according to Jesus in John 14, 6, no one comes to the Father except through me. And that includes prayer. You cannot pray to the Father if you don't, if you can, if you don't do it through Jesus. Praise the Lord. Your prayer, that's why Jesus said, in my name, has to be through Messiah. That's exactly what God established in that temple. When Solomon prayed, Jesus Christ was revealed in the prayer of Solomon. Thank you. Not only Jesus Christ is wisdom, but he's also, he's also revealed in the prayer of Solomon. If they come and repent their sins in this place, you will hear from heaven, and you will forgive their sins. Well, that only can happen through Messiah. That's why the third temple. The temple is a revelation of Messiah. That's why the Jewish people know right now that unless they build the temple, Messiah cannot come. <laughs> and not only that, the third temple has a great significance to the Jewish people. When they come to this place of Solomon and they repent their sins, you will hear from heaven, and you will forgive their sins. That happens only in the third temple. That's only happened through the Messiah Jesus. That's why the third temple is a revelation of Messiah. Some Jewish people listen to this teaching. They're going to love this. They are going to love this teaching. Thank you, Lord. God, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to go on about the, the, the tribulation, brothers and sisters. But I also wanted to share this. This, this is very important. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. The Lord is so awesome. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 20 of Second Chronicles 6. Now thine eyes open, be open toward his house day and night. Hallelujah. That thine eyes be open to this house day and night. God sees everything through Messiah Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. He sees you and I. If he, if he'll see us any other way, he'll have to destroy us. He has to see us through the blood of Messiah. He forgives us through the eyes of Messiah. When we come to him, we come to him in the name of Jesus. We repent our sins to Father God in the name of Jesus. And Father God sees us through his blood that was shed on Calvary. <laughs> Thank you. There's no other way. We can only come to the Father through Jesus. 
Anyone that comes to the Father must come to him through Messiah Jesus. There's no other way. Brothers and sisters, there is no other way. That's why the blood of the animal cannot cleanse the sin of people, but only the blood of Messiah. So why did God ask the high priest to sacrifice the blood of animals? Brothers and sisters, why? Because the blood of animals that was being shed in the Holy of Holies was a representation of the blood of Jesus being shed in public. Why was the blood of the animal being sacrificed in a hidden place? In what way? Why was the, the, uh, the blood of Jesus sacrificed publicly? Why was the, the blood of Jesus, the lamb that had no sin, sacrificed publicly? Because now anyone can come to God and their sin will be forgiven. Before, it was only the Jewish people. And now God has said to anyone, anyone that comes in Jesus' name and repent their sins to Jesus, God can forgive them now. Don't it matter the denomination of the nation. Doesn't matter if they're black or white or yellow. As long as they repent to Jesus and sin, Father God will forgive them. He did it publicly. You give everyone an opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You know that the door of the temple were not closed day or night. The people can come and repent their sins to the temple. That temple of God, a revelation of Jesus Christ, Messiah, Jesus, they can come and repent their sins. Brothers and sisters, that temple was open to all the nations. People from all over the world came to that temple of heaven. The temple of Solomon, and now the third temple. Everyone will be welcome to come, praise the Lord, and they will be received by God. Thank, because anyone that comes to Jesus, the Father God, hallelujah, is only to Father to Jesus Christ, the Father God will receive him. That's why the temple is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Let me continue reading so you see. Even toward this place in Solomon. Now the house that we are supposed to bring the tithe and offering to my house as the Lord in Malachi. You study that one now. Even toward this place where the house thou said that thou should put thy name there, that thou may hearken unto the prayer which thy servant pray in this place as Solomon to God. Now look at the name of God that is in that temple, which is a revelation of Jesus, because God has, will give Jesus or, will, or has given Jesus a name that is above every name, a name that is above every name. Thank you, Lord. It is not made for the Antichrist. It's that the Antichrist know the value of the temple, the revelation of it. He know how God works. As he wanted to go to the high mountain, hallelujah, and, and, take, and take the mountain of God, he knows the significance of it. The devil knows. The devil knows the significance. That's what he said through Isaiah. He wanted to go to the high mountain of God. He also wants to go, wants to sit in this temple. And God, there's only one right, one reason why God is going to allow this to happen. Because yes, the third temple is a revelation of the Messiah. But also, Father God, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The, the, no, the, the, we are not going to see the, the building of the third temple, sadly to say, but we can see it from heaven. Don't worry about it. Don't get sad about it. 
We can see this being built from, from, from heaven, brothers and sisters. We can ask the Lord to let us see the building of the temple. Let us see the, 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 the Lord revealed it to this pastor. He took country donating everything for the temple. When the building of the temple, right now, there's a lot of talk in Israel about the building of the third temple. Praise the Lord. And they already know where the, where the Dome of the Rock is. They know it needs to be built there. So even the Arabs are beginning to talk about it and understand that the third temple must be built there, brothers and sisters. That Dome of the Rock must go. I am telling you right now, that must go. That cannot be there. Because if you go back to the history of the Dome of the Rock, you're going to find out that the only reason the Dome of the Rock was built there was an abomination, and it was showing how far away from God was the Jewish people. That's why it was there, that, that, that those idols. If you go back to the history of Israel, in the time of Jeremiah, they had similar idols built in the middle of Jerusalem, even back in the time, even older than that. And God told them to destroy even in the time of Elisha. Told them to bring down those idols. It was showing how far, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And that's why God is revealing the revelation of the third temple, brothers and sisters. Because I have a few rabbis following the Lord's hours. And as they get this revelation, you don't know how much this is going to help them. This is going to help them greatly, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord, greatly. Verse 26 of Second Chronicles 621. Uh, Hear thou, therefore, the supplication of thy servant and thy people Israel, which they pray in this place. And hear thou in the place of their habitation, even in heaven. And when thou hearest, be merciful. It's what Solomon is asking God. I, saw, I heard Jesus in, in, in the garden when Father God was telling me of the judgment to come. I saw Jesus looking up to the Father and saying, Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. And that's the same word, Messiah, coming out of Solomon. That thou be merciful. Verse 22. And when a man should sin against his neighbor, and he lay upon him an oath to cause him to swear, and the swear shall come before thy altar in this house. Then hear thou in heaven, and do and judge thy servant, and recompensing the wicked to bring his way upon his head, and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. Okay? Praise the Lord. What is he saying? When the wicked come to this place, the Antichrist, thou will judge him righteously. When the Antichrist comes to this place, thou will, will judge him righteously. The, the Antichrist has swear he's going to go to that temple. God is already waiting for him. Isaiah said he's going to put a hook in his jaw and draw him there. He's going to draw him there. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is, is going to draw him to his destruction. That's what he's taking him to his destruction. Praise the Lord. Verse 24. And when thy people Israel shall be overthrown before thy enemy, because they have sinned against thee, there you go, and turn again, come, confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication before these in this house. Then hear thou in heaven, and be merciful unto the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto this land which thou hast gave, gavest to them and to their fathers. There you go. There you go, brothers and sisters. When they come to that third temple and they confess their sin, it's what the word of, uh, through the mouth 
of Solomon is coming out with this Messiah word. Jesus is the word. Brothers and sisters, God will forgive that sin. God will forgive the sin because it's a revelation of the Messiah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The true Messiah. Not the Antichrist, but the true Messiah. That's why when the abomination and desolation that Jesus spoke in Matthew 24, and Daniel spoke in Daniel chapter 12, the Jewish people will not receive that abomination and desolation, brothers and sisters. They will not receive that Antichrist. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Second Chronicles 6.26. And when heaven should be shut up, listen to this. This is exactly what's going to happen in tribulation. Heaven is going to be shut up. Heaven is going to be shut up in the tribulation. Second Chronicles 6.26. And when heaven should be shut up, and there should be no rain. Rain is a type of blessing. When there should be no more blessing, Rain is a type of blessing. When the heavens are shut up and there's no more blessing, says Solomon. Listen careful. Because they have sinned against thee and shall pray in this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them. Because uh, Solomon knew that after they do these things and God shuts the heaven and there's no more blessing come on them, brothers and sisters, praise your Lord because they have sinned. And God is afflicting them. Verse 27. They hear thou in heaven and pardon, pardon the sins of thy servants. Look what Solomon says. You're going to pardon. The only way our sin can be pardoned is to what Jesus did on the cross. Brothers and sisters. It's to what Messiah did on the cross. That's why that temple is a revelation of Jesus. Because the sin of humanity of the Jewish people will be pardoned. Pardoned, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So when they come, when they come and they confess their sin in that place, they are pardoned. They are pardoned. That's why that temple is for Jesus Christ. It belongs to him. It's his temple. His temple. Thank you, Lord. So let me go on. Last night, as the sister was telling me a little suffering she was going through in the tribulation, and I began to see how people's life was miserable. There's no presence of God. There's only suffering. It's the devil. It's like the devil is running the whole earth. But John says, hallelujah, that the earth, hallelujah, is under the evil one. This is exactly what's going to manifest in the tribulation. They want to follow the devil. Father God can let them have it. As much as the devil they want, in the tribulation, Father God can let them have it. But they're going to be in terrible pain. Terrible pain. Without Christ. Because separation of God, brothers and sisters, separation of God is pain. It's suffering. Praise the Lord. It's suffering. That's what sin brings. That's why God gets angry at humanity. How can you want to be separated from God in suffering and in pain? Brothers and sisters. Well, he is so merciful that sent his son to die on the cross as Messiah Jesus, to die on the cross and rescue you from pain and suffering. And not only that, Messiah promised to come, according to Matthew 25, in the middle of the night, to take the 50% white virgins. Virgins is a type of holiness and righteousness of people who are expecting him, getting ready for his coming. 
those Christians, those men and women that are repenting their sin daily are the people the Messiah wants to take home with them. Praise you, Lord. Because although you, you may move to Israel like a lot of people are doing, although you may move to Israel, it don't mean that you're going to still have the blessing you have now. Because even the 144,000, 12,000 out of each tribe, they go to suffering. It's not easy for them. The devil cannot kill them because they have a seal from God. Oh, but they'll go through torment and suffering. They will suffer. They will suffer. For, for anyone to enter the kingdom of heaven, they must be suffering. This is why I don't want to stay behind, brothers and sisters, because I have, I've been through a lot of suffering, and I don't want to keep up going through a lot more or even worse. Praise you, Lord, because there's a lot of suffering coming. There's a lot of pain coming. And if you're not ready to go through that pain, you better take the, the time now and repent. Repent. Don't let anyone convince you that you should not be repenting. If someone tries telling you that why you to repent so much, tell them that you sin so much more. And you're only trying to do your best to repent your sin. Thank you, Lord. Don't stay behind for anyone. There are mothers that want to stay behind for the children. Do not do the such a thing for yourself. Do not stay behind for anyone, brothers and sisters. Do not stay behind for your brother. Do not stay behind for your sister. Do not stay behind for your parents. Don't stay behind for anyone. Be obedient and go home with Messiah Jesus. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Go home. Do not stay behind. Stay behind for anyone. I know you love your wife, brother. I know you love your sister, brother. But don't stay behind for them. No. Say, honey, I love you. But I notice you're not getting ready for the rapture. Praise the Lord. I'll see you in heaven sometime. Praise the Lord. Don't stay behind for anyone. If you... Tell your, tell your wife, if you can make it to the tribulation, I'll see you in heaven. If not, I will have a new wife in heaven. I'll have a new wife in the millennium. <laughs> My wife said, no, I'm going to say it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's no marriage in heaven. But I mean in the millennium. Brothers and sisters, I am telling you, don't stay behind for anyone. I know you love your children. I know you do. But don't stay behind. And then the torment that people are going to go through on the tribulation to get the mark, you might be before to get the mark. I saw a pastor that I know and stay in the tribulation. And he was going so hungry. And I'm looking at him in the line of the people that was going to get the mark in order to get assistance from the government, to get some type of assistance, brothers and sisters. I saw him in the line of the people that were going to get the mark of the beast. And I'm, I'm stunned. My mouth is open at this moment. And I'm standing in the tribulation. And I'm seeing this pastor that I know him right now who has a church up north. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, I think he's going to repent. By the time he gets there, and they're going to say, do you want this mark in your right hand? I'm hoping he's going to turn back and not get it. It's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man, maybe he's suffering too much. He's going, he's going to, uh, hungry too much. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. 
You may, you may not, sister. You may, you may not. It's up to the Lord. If you're going to have your spouse in the millennium, you may not. You may, you may not. There are marriages that are of God that are forever. There are others that are, that are just our men. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I tell you this. Thank you, Lord. This pastor was in the line of the people in the millennium that the, the government was asking them to get the mark of the beast. And I'm looking at this pastor and some of his member and his wife in the line. And I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking they're not going to get the mark. There's no way. They know the word very clear. They know what Revelation 13 says. That he's going to make great and small, rich and poor, to get this mark on the right hand on the forehead. I don't think they're going to get it. And I'm, and I'm still standing there. The Lord still allowed me to look at him and look at them when they get to the front of the people. So they're going to ask him when they're going to get the mark. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. And when he get there and they say, sir, do you, do you want to get this mark? And he, and he says, I've been going hungry for too long. Put it here. He gave him the right hand, and they put the mark on him. I saw his wife go forward the same. The same. She refused for a little, but then all the time, I heard when he said, honey, if you want to be together with me, you have to get it. Tell him, okay, and gave her right hand and got it. Some of the church members also went. They also gave the right hand and got it. Praise the Lord. The Lord wanted me to see that. Brothers and sisters, God have mercy. This is the reality of the, of the tribulation. Then a lot of people don't talk about it. There will be a lot of Christians, pastors, leaders right now. They're, they're preaching God's word right now. That my end, they, they will stay behind. God only knows why. God only knows why. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. You know that in the moment they give their hand and agree to get the mark, and they put the mark on the right hand or on the forehead, that's it. That's it. One of the supposedly Christian sisters that I share with people who got the mark and was telling this, this sister who was going hungry with the kids eating from the garbage in the, millennium, in the, in the tribulation. Dear sister, God understands the suffering we're going through. How much have we suffered? Just get the mark. You're not even going to feel the pain. Look, I have a look. And, and this is no, sisters. We will be separated from God forever if I get this mark. My, me and my kids, we're not getting this mark. We were not ready to go home in the rapture. But you know what? We're not getting, even if we were hungry, we're not getting this mark. Their face was dirty. Their clothing was dirty. They look horrible, to tell you the truth. Brothers and sisters, and I'm looking, this is breaking my heart as I see this. It's breaking my heart, but it's reality in the tribulation. This is the reality that the world is heading to. This is the reality what this world is heading to, and people don't realize. People are asleep. They still see the signs. They see all kinds of signs, brothers and sisters, and they are ignoring the signs. They're not ready for the tribulation. They're not ready for the rapture, neither for the tribulation already. And God wants us to make a choice. God wants us to prepare. God wants us to get ready to meet him in the air. It's what Jesus wants, brothers and sisters. It's what he wants for us to get ready, brothers and sisters, to meet him in the air. I'll be back after this. Thank you, Lord.
brothers and sisters. Uh, somehow the, the audio it just it just went away. Praise the Lord and thank you Jesus. Praise you God. I think it was my headphones that somehow they 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 are they're cutting off or there's something I don't know for the connection. Praise you Lord. I was talking and no one could hear me. Praise you Jesus. Uh, Sister Claire put up an audio that someone sent me the link. It, 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 the doors, hallelujah, the doors of heaven, or the door, the door is being shut. I believe it's shut, what she said. 
Praise the Lord. If someone send it to me, play it in a minute. Oh, man, it's powerful. Praise the Lord. Now, Second Corinthians, Second Chronicle, praise the Lord. Again, uh, 6, uh, 27, uh, then hear thou in heaven, impart in the sins of thy servants and thy people Israel. And when thou hast taught them the good way where they, and they will walk and give rain upon the land which thou hast given unto thy people, for an inheritance. See, God gave the Jewish people, Jerusalem, Israel, as an inheritance, brothers and sisters. In other words, that is their land. That is the land. And their land is not to be divided and is not for sale. Like you hear in the media, praise the Lord, the U.N. trying to decide to give East Jerusalem to the Palestinians. That is totally wrong. And that is totally against God's word, brothers and sisters. And we have to say no. We don't agree with that. Praise the Lord. Verse 28. And when when there should be famine in the land, when there should be pestilence, blasting and mildew, when there should be grasshopper and caterpillar, and when the enemy should besiege them in the city and their land, in any plague or any wickedness. In other, in other, in other words, uh, Solomon Praise the Lord is speaking what it would happen in during the tribulation, brothers and sisters. And God says He's going to fight for the Jewish people. Very important. We know and we understand that the Jewish people are not alone in this. That God is going to fight for them, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. They are His people. That's why when they come to the place, the, the temple, which represent Messiah, God is going to hear the prayer. And God is going to forgive the sin and sacrifice will be established again, representing Messiah Jesus again, brothers and sisters. That's what's going to happen again. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Then verse 29, and when the prayer and the supplication sore ever should be made of any man, any man, and that includes any race, and any man means anyone that comes to those gates, the gate of Jerusalem, the gate of Israel. Whoever comes to repent, will have the door will be open for them in that temple. Praise you, Lord. And all thy people, Israel, and when everyone should should show known his own plague and his own disease, and should stretch forth their hand toward this house, says Solomon. Praise Solomon. Even infirmity, brothers and sisters, are supposed to be healed. In the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Messiah Jesus, praise the Lord. You can come with any infirmity, any disease, and you can always claim me. No matter who it is, no matter for who it is. Last week I had this brother who listened to the Lord Tower who was asking me for prayer for this, his father friend who was in the hospital very ill, brothers and sisters. And he wanted him to be safe. And to give you the long story short, his friends, before he died, received Jesus. And I was praying for him, and there was one time when Jesus reminded me to pray for his friend. Praise the Lord. And the Lord saved him. He, 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 he uh, hallelujah. He had him receive Jesus in the hospital and bear brothers and sisters. And the Lord revealed to me that he, his soul was saved. But not only that, you know what else the Lord revealed to me? That he was very pleased for what he did for his friend, brothers and sisters, because he insisted 
in the salvation of his friend. He persisted in prayer and insisted that his friend will be saved. And the Lord, like those men that brought that man on the mat through the roof of the house, and because of the sister, Jesus healed that man and told him to get up and carry his mat. Brothers and sisters, in front of any, I read everyone, your faith God can use to save someone else. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. And Jesus was very pleased with him that he persisted in the salvation of his father's friend. And the Lord saved him. Praise the Lord. And I don't know if they're from the same nation or denomination. It happened here in the U.S. But the Lord saved his soul, brothers and sisters. That's what the Lord wants to do, brothers and sisters. That's how he wants to use us. That no matter who's sick, no matter who's dying in the hospital, no matter if someone calls you, you send me an email and say, brother, let me pray for this person who's in the hospital. And we get together, we pray for that person's soul. If the person needs Jesus, we pray for the person's salvation. The person needs healing. Oh, glory to Jesus. I want to say that. Oh, glory to Jesus. We pray. We persist in prayer. We don't give up. We don't give up. We, the bride of Christ, need to understand. We never give up a prayer. It's very important. We pray together. Brothers and sisters, you never give up on anyone in prayer. You keep praying. No matter the situation, no matter how it looks, person is dying, the doctor is saying it's not going to pass from tonight, you keep praying. You keep asking the Lord to do something. Save that soul or heal that person, and the Lord will do because the prayer of the righteous avail much. The prayer of the righteous does a lot, or the translation say, or can do a lot. How the translation say, we, we can do so much in the name of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Jesus was very happy with his brother and how he persisted on the salvation of his friend's soul, brothers and sisters. We need to learn to persist. We need to learn, brothers and sisters, not to give up. Praise the Lord. Here, Sister Claire, I want you to hear this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see. Praise the Lord. Jesus, the Lord of this message. This audio, praise the Lord. I want you to hear. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Here it is. Praise the Lord. God is so awesome here. So good. Here it is. Listen, listen to this audio. The blessings of our sweet Jesus and his company be with you, heart dwellers. Well, I've been getting hit with all kinds of distractions, one after the other, and I wasn't recognizing that they were distractions until my husband brought it to my attention. Thank God for my husband. He has the anointing to see right through what the enemy's trying to do. The Lord has something very specific he wants me to do, and the moment I got serious about doing it, I was slammed out of left field with distractions powerful distractions like dropping everything and stocking up on food for the left behind, getting involved in community dramas. I suspected it was a distraction, but Ezekiel knew it. And one after another, for the last three days, I've been getting hit with those. Finally, (laughs) my husband and the Lord have brought me back to my senses and I can see what's been going on. Precious heart dwellers, some of you are writing to me with heart-rending letters asking for guidance from me, and it just breaks my heart. There are so many letters, we can't answer them all. 
and I can't do it. I just can't answer them. The Lord has asked me to do a specific task, and I have to complete it, and there is no time beyond the time it takes me to just eat, sleep, live, and work on what he's asked me to do. Uh, Ezekiel and I have wept over some of your situations, how very painful they are. And the Lord has assured us, as we take care of what he has asked us to do, he will take care of you. Know that my heart is with you. Please, I ache and groan for you, but only Jesus can give you the answer and solve your dilemma. Know that time is extremely short and wrapping up right before your eyes. You don't have much longer to wait. Everything you're suffering right now is going to the Father's throne as a fast offering for last-minute conversions. So please, take it to heart. It's not that we don't care about you. We care deeply. But if we stop what we're supposed to be doing to answer you, we'll never finish it, and thousands of others will not receive the comfort they need after the rapture. That's basically it. I can't take any more personal requests right now. But I do have a group of seasoned warriors that will be able to pray and advise you on the comments page or on the message page. The help you don't get from us, the Lord will give you. And I'm not just saying that. When Ezekiel and I cried out to him for the stack of letters that we had after we'd read them, the Lord said, I'm taking care of them. So he is with you and he's going to take care of whatever it is that's going on in your life right now that's causing so much grief. Please press into the Lord. He is there for you. If I tried to answer you, I would do the same thing. I'd press into the Lord. Uh, and he's taught us to do this with the Bible promises and scripture. And I would have to do the same thing that I'm asking you to do. And Holy Spirit has your answers. I don't. So that said, please don't be upset with me. I'm just telling you the bare bones truth. A month ago, I could have answered you, but now I can't. There is no more time left, heart dwellers. We are truly on the verge of the tribulation. I saw these giant doors of mercy, and they are slowly swinging into the position of being shut. And what is left on the outside is suffering beyond our comprehension. The Lord needs your prayers now more than ever. He needs your fast offerings now. He needs your repentance for the world now. I don't know how many different ways I can say it. There's no more time. And when I came into prayer, the Lord held me to his heart, and I just cried and cried, not really knowing the specifics and exactly why, except somehow my spirit has been shown what's about to happen. And I've been given a glimpse of how serious it really is. And I just keep weeping and telling Jesus, I'm so sorry you have to do this. I'm so sorry. And as I was being held by him and I was crying, soon he began to weep too. And then several angels stepped forward and surrounded us to bring us comfort. He began to speak. 
Yes, the reality of it is terribly daunting. There are things I must keep from your eyes. So terrible are they. Yes, time is up. The horrible reality is upon us. Oh, Claire, I wish you didn't have to go through this with me. I so wish I could deliver you out of this world before the worst of it hits. I wish you hadn't been born at this time, but you were, and you've been created for such a time as this. Stay in prayer, my love, and don't let anything carry you off. And I just want to make an aside here and say that he's not saying that we're going through the tribulation. What he's saying is we're going to see the beginning of it. And that in itself is going to be just horrendous. He continued, Do only the designated tasks I have laid before you. Everyone and everything else I will take care of. As I rested my head on his heart, and he held me ever so tightly, I began to see blood, pools of blood and more blood everywhere. It's almost as though those bodies just melted into pools of blood. Then I saw fire, bodies lying on the ground, burning and burning. I saw a Korean woman, alive and burning, calling out for someone. She's lifted her head and called out. A child was lying near her, dead. She collapsed and died as well. The skies were thick with smoke. I'm looking at a city on the bay, reminiscent of Oakland, California, but not necessarily that city. This city is some kind of a shipping port. I just keep seeing fireballs of debris falling from the sky, leaving a trail of smoke behind them. They look like the shattered remnants of a passing comet or volcanic eruptions coming from the sky, coming from out of nowhere. It seemed that the city was totally quiet because everyone was dead. Everyone. I cried out, Mercy, Lord, mercy. And a quiet voice came from behind my left shoulder where my guardian angel is usually stationed. And the voice said, The time of mercy is over, Claire. This is God's judgment on this evil and corrupt world. Then I said, please, Lord, say something to me. He began, what is there to say except utter devastation to the cities of the world? One by one they will fall, beginning in the east and coming across Europe to your country. What can I say except that the time of mercy has come to an end? Pray for mercy. On my eternal clock face, there are only seconds remaining. Pray much for mercy before the door has completely been sealed shut. But Lord, your mercy is never ending. This is true. My mercy never fails. Never. But the harvest is ripe and the sickle is sharpened and I will have an end to sin. Yes, I will have a complete end to sin. Oh, Claire, what I am showing you are those nations that are marked for destruction. And yours is among them. The world will not be recognizable when Satan has had his way with it. Nothing that was will remain 
but charred remnants and utter chaos. Jesus, I feel so sick inside. Nevertheless, you must rally yourself while there's still a bit of time and finish what I've given you to do, Claire. Finish it. You've allowed distractions to have their way with you. Now I am asking you not to allow another distraction. Buckle down and work. Please, my beloved, it is so important to me. And, you know, at that point when the Lord said that, I mean, I was just weak. I'd been crying, and I was just empty and just as weak as I could be. And I said, Jesus, please give me some strength and clarity. After I asked him for that, all of a sudden, my empty, pain-wracked heart began beating again with new strength. The anointing rose up. He's going to help me. I could feel it. Oh, saints of God, pray your chaplets of mercy. Make your fast offerings. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Seek him with all your strength. Don't focus on your problems right now. They're nothing compared to what is coming. We're used to being secure in this country and having what we need. But the whole world is about to be thrown into chaos. There's no more time for selfish thinking. Back up the Lord with your prayers. Focus on those he is about to lose forever. Please do this. This is where his heart is aching the most. Get your mind off your problems. If you must have a meditation, imagine those who have lived in suffering and have not found or responded to Jesus. Imagine that they are planning a life ahead of them or expecting something good to happen but the jaws of hell have opened and are heading wide open for them. Behind them stand demons with pitchforks pushing them right into the abyss. Imagine now that the person who just fell into that abyss was your own son or daughter and you will never see them again. Do you see how critical this is? Pray and offer sacrifices that they might be saved even at the last minute. And if you have issues that must be addressed, press into the Lord and expect him to act. Review our teachings on getting a word from God and get busy. You're adults now. You and Holy Spirit can work it out together. He's right there with you, just waiting for your full attention. And understand that there's very little time left. Hang on, things are coming to an end and they're wrapping up. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Blog Talk Radio
there is another storm that is threatening the Philippines. Tropical depression, Zoradia. But Zoradia will strengthen and become a cyclone, and it's headed down the exact same path as Typhoon Yolanda. Now, besides the fact that there's over 10,000 dead people in the Philippines, and maybe more, it's just too horrendous to even get the counts, uh, and there's debris everywhere. Imagine in the next 48 hours another cyclone, Zoradia, coming ashore, bringing another large storm surge of water, tons of rain. There will be landslides, and already loose debris will just go flying everywhere. The bodies haven't even been picked up yet, folks. The people are looting and are walking around. I have one report. They're walking around like zombies. Now, let me explain to you right now. You see where the red dot is on the 130-degree parallel there. That's where this uh, cyclone will be in the next 24 hours. And then it will be right in the middle of the Philippines again. Uh, in less than 48 hours. They're expecting it to come ashore, actually, and be in the Philippines sometime Tuesday morning, November the 12th, 2013. This is an absolute catastrophic situation. Are you serious? What? This is catastrophic. And there's nothing you can do but pray and beg to God for the mercy of God upon the islands of the Philippines. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about what else is happening here because there's a report. I want to thank James McKay. I also want to thank Mike Peterson for getting this information to me about the cyclone Zoradia. But from the Philippine islands also, Typhoon Yolanda has killed at least 10 thousand people and the survivors that are there are quote walking around like zombies um according to the reports one of the most powerful storms folks actually it was the biggest storm to ever come on the land to make landfall anywhere in the world in history has not only killed over 10,000 people and we'll wait to find out what those totals are in the next weeks to come but also uh, with its huge waves sweeping away entire coastal villages and devastating the region's main city, Super Typhoon Haiyan, or Yorlando, Yor- Yorlanda, excuse me, uh, destroyed about 70 to 80 percent of the area in its path as it tore through on Friday. And the rescue workers are struggling to reach some of the ravaged villages along the coast where the death toll is as yet unknown. Also, survivors are foraging for food. They're looting uh, stores and gas stations, anywhere and everywhere, to find something to eat, something to drink. As there's no electrical power, there's no infrastructure at all. Plus, they are wandering around searching for loved ones, like zombies looking for the dead 
and looking for food. It's like a movie, folks. It's horrific. Most of the deaths appear to have been caused by the surging seawater as corpses are hanging in the trees along the road and in leveled houses and complete devastation has taken place in the Philippines. Now, to let you know a little bit more though, this let's even though we're talking about tropical depression, which will soon be Cyclone Zoradia headed toward the Philippines, folks, Typhoon Yolanda has made landfall in Vietnam. I'm still waiting for the reports. It's expected it is a category four typhoon and it's hitting some of the very low lying areas of Vietnam where 19 million people lived. I'm very concerned that we're going to have another Katrina situation in the uh, another ninth ward, but with this time 19 million people in it. Now, one thing for sure, the Vietnamese government has done a good job in getting the people out of there as many as they could, and they did it because they saw the devastation of Yolanda. The typhoon. So these are the reports. Can you believe? Here comes another one right to the exact same heart of the nation. It's literally ripping. It's tearing the Philippines apart. Please pray for these folks. This is absolutely something biblical is going on with the signs of the second coming of Christ as we're seeing more and more devastation. And the comet Ison continues to race faster and faster toward the sun. And uh, now it is believed that scientists believe that uh, the comet Ison is not just one nucleus, but two, maybe more. And will it survive the close proximity of the sun on Thanksgiving, uh, and which is also the first day of Hanukkah, November 28, 2013, and November 29th? the anniversary date of the United Nations vote to make Israel a nation back in, I mean, excuse me, a state back in 1947, just prior to it becoming a nation in May of 1948. It's also going to be the brightest uh, star or comet or light in the sky since the star of Bethlehem. And it's bringing with it a tail that has millions of miles of debris, asteroids, and meteorites. We, NASA does not know what this thing's going to do. It's never seen it before. It was just discovered a year ago. Something biblical is going on. The Bible says in Luke chapter 21, verse 25, For there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, the stress of nations with perplexity, and the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh.
the Lord, mighty prophet of the Lord. Amen, Pastor Michael. The Lord bless you. Well, uh, the Lord has spoken with me again this past night. Again this past night. The Lord Jehovah, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, you spoke with me in a tremendous way. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, you spoke with me in a very, very mighty way this past night. And in that conversation, the Lord spoke with me about the tremendous visitation, the historic and shocking visitation that is going to befall this ministry. And this is another wonderful opportunity to now sound a clarion call, a wake-up call uh, to all the nations and all the churches that are out there to make sure that they now come on board. Because the Lord Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, he spoke with me about the tremendous, historic, shocking, healing anointing that he is going to release in this ministry now for this hour to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. And that's why I'm saying this is a very major moment to call on every nation now. Now there is no debate about it. There is no thinking about it. There is no contemplating about it. Now is the hour to just make sure you are on board. And in that tremendous conversation about the healing anointing, the next level that is going to visit this ministry, the Lord then took me to the throne room in heaven and he showed me behind the throne room the mighty tree of life. The Lord showed me the tree of life whose leaves bring healing, healing to the people of God, the people of the Lord. And then, after that, he brought me on the earth and he showed me tremendous healing that will befall this nation at Kakamega. And then he showed me a historic healing service that will take place in Angola. And I see a crippled baby, a girl, baby girl, about, I don't know, the seven years or five, that gets up and begins to walk. And I also see a lot of other people lined up who have been healed, trying to give testimonies. I see another, I don't know, there's a girl, seven or nine or eight or twelve years old. I don't know what age, but the blind eyes open on this side. So there's going to be tremendous healing anointing visit the earth. This is the hour for every nation. Everyone that calls himself a pastor, a bishop, a church leader at this hour, you must now come on board. 
you must join this repentance train because now the Lord has released it all. He has released the floodgates of heaven and he has shown he has now shown me the tree of life whose leaves bring healing upon the people of the Lord. And now every nation must be on board. Whoever does not come on board, woe unto them now. I have spoken with the Lord, and I now speak with the nations of the earth. I speak even with the heavenly hosts, that now the floodgates of heaven for the, the most historic healing anointing is about to be released in this train, in this ministry. Let everybody else that was standing by the fence, by the line, now make sure they are on board. Because the Lord has shown me the tree of life, the leaves of which bring tremendous healing across the nations of the earth. And now the process of preparing the way for the coming of the Messiah is going to go several zillion notches higher because of the time we have reached. And I have seen a massive healing in Angola. Cripples are going to walk, crippled babies, blind eyes. I've seen many people healed, different conditions. He was talking to me. And even in Kakamega and across the face of the earth, wherever he shall lead me to do a healing service. Haven't the mouth of the Lord spoken at this hour? Listen to me, the nations of the earth. The Messiah is coming. Prepare the way. Shalom. president we've ever had if you look at the characteristics of the devil a new book has quoted u.s president barack obama as saying that he's proud of killing people obama has reportedly bragged that he was quote really good at killing people the book says the american president who's also a nobel peace prize winner made the remarks while discussing you're absolutely right that john mccain has not uh talked about my muslim faith we are no longer a Christian nation. We do not consider ourselves a Christian nation. The United States has been enriched by Muslim Americans. Since our founding, American Muslims have enriched the United States. Islam has always been a part of America's story. Let me speak as clearly and as plainly as I can. America is not and never will be at war with Islam. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Let me... Let me express... Let me express my thanks to the historic slate of candidates who accompanied me on this journey. Let me express... Let me express their feelings. Their feelings. 
President Barack Obama released his latest executive order. A 2200-plus word document offered as the assignment of national security and emergency preparedness communications functions. Although not widely publicized, these powers provide the president with complete control of all communication systems in America. What does the president know that we don't? Uh, three senators who heard about this, uh, one of them was a v- kind of a liberal who said, boy, that sounds too much like the book of Revelation. But a lot of people don't know that there is the availability now that starting, uh, it could start in 2014, but by 2017, is to have everybody do away with all, everybody's health care, put you on government health care and put a chip, it's called a health care chip, with all your information in your right hand. Because all the scanners will be right-handed scanners. And so uh, people need to wake up. See, we're not, we're sleeping. We're sleeping. And uh, I don't know that America has to go that way. 2009 in the month of May, and the gentleman said, I've got to tell you this period that's just happened to me just freaked me out. I just flew on a plane with a man who is in a, a, on the board of the American Medical Association. Do you know what he told me? He said, we got in a conversation. The man's not a Christian. He said that the Obama administration was going to force health care in because they have a chip that's going to be put in the right hand or the forehead of everybody taking the health care system. Uh, when the World Wide Web came into existence, World Wide Web was abbreviated by three English letters, www.com. Now, it was noted, and I noted this immediately, that in the Hebrew language, the W is a Vav, because a Vav uh, can be a V or a W in the Hebrew language. Oddly enough, the Vav is, a, is a, the numerical value in gematria in Hebrew of the letter Vav is 6. So, if you have World Wide Web, go ahead, guys, you translate it to the Hebrew language, guess what it is? It's simply 666. Because the letter Vav is a letter six in number value of the Hebrew alphabet. With the fact that the president has spent more, has raised the national debt more than any other president combined, combined in U.S. history. It says when Mr. Obama became president in January 2009, the total federal debt stood at $10.6 trillion. This week it hit $16.7 trillion an increase of 57%. That's more than any other president in U.S. history combined. The national debt, which stands just shy of $17 trillion, isn't even close to what the government and you, the taxpayer, really owe. So the gentleman who came up with this is James Hamilton. He's an economics professor at the University of California, San Diego. And he claims that the true national debt is actually more like $70 trillion dollars and that the government has been lowballing us for years, according to him, by keeping certain debt off the books. Thank you. Since President Obama took office, the country has seen the largest rise of people on food stamps ever. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. But Kissinger says they are preparing Obama to 
create this new world order. Now, I have a lot of stock in what Kissinger says because he's a member of this secret society that Bilderbergs was just met in Virginia and laid out plans to microchip all humans by 2017. That's how near we are to the coming of the Lord. That's Revelation chapter 13 verses 16 to 18 and chapters 14 uh, verses 9 and 11, 15 to 16 to 19 verse 20 and 20 verse 4. But let's go on. Secondly, he brings in a peace program. And here is Blair and Brown, the Prime Minister of England, saying we want Obama to go and have a part in the peace process. And you see, he comes in peaceably, Daniel 11.21, enters in peaceably, Daniel 11.24, and lo and behold, he makes a contract for seven years, but it only lasts for 42 months, and then Russia, as I said earlier, breaks it, Ezekiel 38, verse 11. But he's more than that. He's going to rule during the tribulation hour. 21 judgments in Revelation chapter 6 to 18. And that includes Armageddon of Revelation 16, 16, the greatest battle in the history of the world. I wouldn't want to be president or I wouldn't want to have a part as a leader of the New World Order under the circumstances, believe me. Fourthly, the Bible says in Daniel 7, verse 20, that he is going to be a stout person. Liar who can tell lies on top of lies, twisted within other lies, with added spin and deception. So, so, so yes, it resonates that Obama is a devil. Insurance companies are making billions of dollars on subsidies from you, the taxpayer, and if we take those subsidies away, we can use them to help folks like Lentoma get health insurance so she doesn't lose her health. So let me talk about the third thing, which is my proposal would bring down the cost of health care for families, for businesses, and for the federal government. You mentioned your Christian faith. Um, yesterday you took off after the Republicans for suggesting you have Muslim connections. Just uh, a few minutes ago, Rick Davis, um, John McCain's campaign manager, said they've never done that. This is a false and cynical attempt to play victim. You know what? I mean, these guys love to throw a rock and, and, and hide, hide uh, their hands. Uh, let's not play games. Uh, what I was suggesting, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith, and you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come faith. at my, my Christian faith. As some of you heard, the state of Hawaii released my official long-form birth certificate. Dr. Jerome Corsi with WND.com is reporting that Chicago's homosexual community claims that Barack Obama's participation in the gay bar and bathhouse scene in Chicago was so well known that many who were aware of his lifestyle were shocked when he ran for president. Our journey is not complete until our gay brothers and sisters are treated like anyone else under the law. For if we are truly created equal, then surely the love we commit to one another must be equal as well. To tell you, as I said, I've, I've been going through an evolution on this issue. Um, I've always been adamant that uh, gay and lesbian uh, Americans should be treated fairly and equally. For me personally, it is important for me to go ahead and affirm that uh, I think 
same-sex couples should be able to get married. I did ingest a couple of lines of cocaine, and shortly thereafter, Senator Obama produced a glass cylinder pipe and packet of crack cocaine from his pocket. Obama then smoked the crack cocaine. I performed fellatio on Senator Obama in the limousine during the time Senator Obama was smoking crack cocaine, after which I had the driver take me to my hotel, the Comfort Suites, Gurney, Illinois. It was, in fact, an attempt by Mr. Young to obtain from me the identities of anyone I contacted concerning my 1999 allegations against Senator Obama. The first call shocked me in that this Mr. Young asked me why I had not asked Senator Obama to disclose the sexual encounters I had with Mr. Obama in I know the first beast whom we say he is, the beast in the White House, because the Lord gave me another revelation where I saw him, that he, he, got, he was shot, he was shot, he was badly wounded, and he wasn't there. I seen his wife, first lady, she was there, Secret Service and all that, and there was a turmoil here in America, but that was all in the tribulation, and everyone... When when he got healed, was like worshiping in New York City and everywhere. Hallelujah! And it's going to be terrible, my brothers and sisters. Terrible. What is coming to this country and the world? Hallelujah! Because what they're going to face is the tribulation very soon. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth.
I want to say. The Christian God is the one and only true living God, the creator of heaven and the universe. Obama is as wicked as the day is long, but he is only a pathetic puppet. He is only a pathetic agent of the great evil that is to manifest on this planet. He is only a precursor. Yes, Obama is the Antichrist. He is a Antichrist. He is the spirit of the world. He is the spirit of Beelzebub, Baphomet, Leviathan, the devil. He is the devil. Barack Obama is the devil. Hey, everyone. So um, tonight I got an email from a sister in Christ who's been keeping me updated on um, some blogs that um, she puts out there on YouTube. And um, she sent me a word tonight that when I read it, I was like, oh, wow, like my spirit... Actually, I'm looking at the clock right now. It's 11.44. <laughs> um, my spirit is just like confirming left and right that like, these are the times, this is the times. Um, I'm sorry. I have a little sidetrack there. Um, she sent me an email from someone else Another sister in Christ, I got a word, and um, as I was reading the email, I felt like just a, an extreme sense of urgency, like the words are coming from the Father like never before, and the seriousness of this is it, brace yourself, this is it. So um, I grabbed a piece of paper, and I said, Lord, what do you want to tell me? And so I wanted to share what he told me with you guys. He said, it commences, tragedy commences and pours forth judgment. All that I have spoken of in my word will now come to pass. The end is here. It's here. Soon you will see the sign in heaven spoken of in my word, and you will know that it has begun. All things are in motion now. It will not be stopped. The earth will shake and many will be tossed to and fro. Hold on to me, my child, for I will set you free. There is nothing to fear, my child, for I am with you. I shall comfort you in the hours ahead. There is no more time. It's here. Soon all will know that I am. When the earth shakes, grab onto me and pray to the Father in heaven. Pray for mercy and to stand on the foundation that is found in me. There is not much time left and you will be home with me. All is unfolding just as I have planned. Are you excited to come home? Are you excited to leave with me? As the world plummets into darkness, you will reside safely in me. Keep your eyes focused on me. Do not look to the left or to the right. Stay focused on me. I am your rock and I will pull you through. Pray always to the Father and lean always on me. It's all in motion now. Solely rely on me. Okay, now this next part... In this word, he had told, 
another servant that when the earth shakes, the reason he told us to stay in our homes is because rails will be sent into our homes. The rails will be above our heads and we're to grab onto them. So I asked him, I said, Lord, what are these rails that she speaks of? What are these rails? And he said, this is what he told me, the rails are for you to hold on to in your time of need. They will safely ground you and stabilize your feet. Grip them tightly and hold on to them and you will sway at minimum. You have nothing to worry about. Put your faith and trust in me. Know that I go before you. It's almost over now. Hold on to me, my loved one. Hold on to me now. Okay, you guys, I got a confirmation from the Lord. I prayed to the Lord and asked him for the confirmation on the three days of darkness. And boy, did he give me the confirmation. I got this in the form of a vision. And I'm telling you, I did not believe that there was going to be three days of darkness. I did not believe it. But the Lord had confirmed it to me, so now I do believe it. But the reason I didn't believe it is because I have not received, I did not receive anything about it before, but okay, so now he showed me something, and this is very interesting. I want to share it with you guys, what he showed me. So let's start out with the vision here. Um, I prayed to the Lord um, more, I prayed to the Lord more about the three days of darkness, and the Lord gave me confirmation in a vision, and also scripture to go with it. In this vision, I was laying in a bed, and someone beside me, beside the bed, lit a candle, and I came up out of the bed with my wedding dress on. In my vision, I looked like I was dead, and that I had risen. So I looked up traditions of lighting a candle for the dead, and sure enough, there was a Jewish tradition that they light a candle every year on the anniversary of a person's death. So I was asking the Lord if this had to do with the dead in Christ rising first. I looked on the internet and I found Matthew 27 was talked about that when Jesus died on the cross there was three hours of darkness. In the ninth hour, which was hour three of the darkness, he died and the graves were opened. This is very revealing to me because I believe that the Lord is telling me that there will be darkness when the dead in Christ will rise. So it is possible that the three days of darkness will have to do with the, with the dead in Christ rising just like it happened when Jesus died on the cross. The dead in Christ rose when there was darkness. The graves opened when Jesus died on the cross during the time of the darkness. So when this darkness comes, the graves will open and we may see our dead loved ones appear to us. I found it in the book of Matthew 27:45 through 54. It's a confirmation from the Lord and it's an answer to what I asked him, what I asked him about the three days of darkness. Here, I'll read it to you what it says in the Bible. Now, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. And about and at about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, uh, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried out against a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, 
they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So this last part also suggests that they were walking around, appearing to people and talking with them before they ascended to heaven. Oh my gosh, what a revealing this is from the Lord. So during this darkness, at the, when the Jesus died, um, the dead in Christ rose. And I can understand why there would be darkness, because for one thing, maybe God doesn't want people seeing the graves open, you know. Because that might be... Uh, too revealing for those left behind. I'm not sure, but it seems uh, it makes more sense to me that there would be darkness for the graves to open up, you know, because maybe we're just not supposed to see that, for instance. And then during under the cover of darkness, they can come into people's houses and visit with them before we all go up to heaven. Now, that just makes perfect sense to me, and uh, I'd just leave your comments below and tell me what you think. I mean, this is really interesting. Um, Anyway, God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Okay, now on to part two. This is my personal theory on how it will go down. You can agree or not agree, but please hear me out. Okay, now to continue with part two. It seems like now that there could very possibly be a power outage before the rapture. Maybe just before the rapture happens, but this power outage will lead to will lead to an economic collapse that will happen after the rapture. And the fact that people are missing will only add to the panic, causing further damage. I say this because of the four horses, one of them being an economic collapse, which happens after the rapture. So the timing here can only be a matter of days or two, a matter of a day or two, before a widespread power outage would have this kind of effect. Also, after about three days, people would know if it was going to be fixed or not. Then panic happens, and so does the collapse. Let's take another look at the four horses in Revelation. The first horse is the white horse going forth, conquering and to conquer. Now, I just happened to, happened to think of this. Perhaps, perhaps the other three horses, economic collapse, death, and war, explains how the first horse will go about conquering and to conquer. All of these horses will ride together, but the white horse could cause the other horses to ride with it. In other words, in other words, the Antichrist could cause these things to happen. This supports the vision I had about the black horse. In the vision, Jesus was grooming the black horse. Someone came and took the black horse through a doorway. When I looked in the door, all four horses were in the starting gate. The black horse represents economic collapse. So it seems that all the other horses were waiting on this horse in order to start the race or in order for the tribulation to begin. So it appears that the economic collapse plays a very important role in starting the tribulation according to this vision. Here is another vision of the Antichrist about to come into full form. I had a vision a couple months back that I was sitting with Jesus at this table. I was sitting across from him. It was like in a gazebo that looked like it would be for a wedding. It was just me and him, and I was sitting across from him. He was eating something on a plate. It looked like an orange. I was staring at him, and I thought he would be mad because I was staring at him while he ate. I was just sitting there wondering if he'd be mad because I was looking at him. You know, I thought, well, it's kind of rude that I'm sitting here staring at him. So I thought he might be mad because I was staring at him while he ate but he looked up from his plate and smiled at me. 
Then he got up and walked down this garden path. I followed him to see where he was going, and he was sitting where he went he was sitting on the edge of the water looking at the sky. It was nighttime, it was like he was waiting for something. Then I saw this object falling from the sky off in the distance. It looked like a star falling. Then Jesus got up and started to go somewhere. I knew he was going to get the bride. I wasn't sure what this was that was falling. But I did receive this thought. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Luke 10.18 So I immediately thought this had to do with Satan coming down to the earth to incarnate himself in a human form. But it wasn't until a few days ago that I received confirmation from a sister in Christ from her video. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but I will put the link below. Anyway, she said she received word from the Lord that Jesus, or that Satan, has come down and is in the man. Wow. This was direct confirmation to my vision. So, if Satan has come down now and he is in the man, the Antichrist is about to reveal himself. And how does he do this? By doing something shocking and biblical. I believe he will soon cause darkness, darkness, which in turn will cause an economic collapse, a power outage to gain control over the people and to bring the governments of the world together, forming a one-world government. This power outage would be so devastating that it would create a worldwide economic collapse, death, and war, as mentioned with the four horses of the apocalypse. The power outage would happen first before the rapture, causing all of these things to happen after the rapture. That's my theory. It may only take a couple of days for the power outage to take effect on our economy, and by then the bride will be raptured. This could very well happen at the time of Comet Ison, as the opportunity is there. During a power outage, martial law could be instituted. Time is short. Take care, everyone, and may God bless you. This is a word that the Lord gave me on November the 7th concerning the three days of darkness. The cataclysmic event is Ison colliding with the sun. All will know when this happens. This will cause a massive earthquake on Earth along with tsunamis and blackouts. Ison will break up and a portion will hit the sun. Many large meteors will fall and hit the Earth. This is when men's hearts will fail them for fear. The earth will wobble and shake. This event will mark the beginning of the day of the Lord. A portion of the sun will be blackened and will not shine. This is the sign that my return is near. Such panic will be upon the nations of the earth that they will attack each other. Missiles will be launched out of fear and hysteria. Murder and mayhem will be unleashed, coming out of men's hearts. Seeing they have lost control, they will seek to gain power by their military might. All-out war will envelop the earth. America will be destroyed, along with the UK and Australia. As the missiles are coming down, you will be coming up to me, who will be visible to your eyes. Be glad now and rejoice, for your de date of departure is at hand. The power of the Most High will come upon you, and I will indwell you, enabling you.
Because you are mine, you will go forth in the power of my spirit. Do not fear the days ahead. I will be with you. Many will fall away and many will forsake me. Because of the fear of life and the fear of losing their life will consume them. Walk free from those whose life is in this world. My power and deliverance is on those whose life is in me. Because death will be everywhere, keep your eyes fixed on the life to come. Knowing your redemption draws near. Only a short time now to wait. Be prepared for the chaos and the mass hysteria. The destruction will be everywhere. When the world that people have known is gone, they will panic and be in despair. Lead those who will listen to me. Calamity will be upon calamity. Sing and rejoice, though, in these days, for I am coming to lift you up and out of here. Be faithful. Be strong. Fear not. Help those you can. Peace, my peace, will be heavy on you. You will wear it like a garment. Many will come to you because they will see that God is with you. Open up your home to them. I will take care of you and them. Be gathered together there when I come. A light will shine in your home. It will be my presence. As the death angel is passing by, I will be with you there in your home. For three days he will pass over you, but you will come out unharmed. Be listening and waiting, watching, listening for me. I will tell you when these things are coming and when to stay in. Warn those who will listen and gather together all who will come. Amen. Hey, guys. Uh, how you guys doing? Um, I have a word that I got around. I got this word at 3.07 p.m. And uh, this word is pretty cool. Um, things are things are going to get interesting. So uh, please pay attention, uh, take heed, and enjoy this word. Zach, I love you. I love you too. This is important. My kingdom is coming down now. It rains down from heaven, blessing whoever it touches. The will of my Father is to have all his children blessed with more of the Holy Spirit at this time to be able to receive more of what he wants you to know. His power of his, the power of his might is great, and many will begin to feel the baptism of the Holy Spirit at this time if they haven't already. It will be a glorious sight to see my children be, uh, becoming more entombed with my spirit than before. They want me so badly, and before I come, I have some things to do first. Pay attention, for these things will happen rapidly. I love you all, children, and want many to hear my voice, but the timing must be right for all things to go according according to my plan. Sorry, according to plan. I understand what you are going through, children, and all will end soon, for I am coming. This is my will for you, children, and I will see to it. It is completed in the manner it is meant to be. My life for you has been placed before you. You can easily receive me with open arms. There are no gimmies or tricks to get to get to me, for these are impostors speaking to you. My salvation is placed before all people equally. 
No one has an upper hand over anyone else. This is my will, children, and it will be and it will be and is implemented. So please accept it with full arms open and I will do the same to you. Lord Yeshua. So everyone's got salvation. <laughs> um this word is pretty cool. Um he's kinda of revealed some things I was wondering about and he's answered them. So yeah, dissect this message. Um the scripture that goes along with this. And yeah, be blessed. I love you guys. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well shalom shalom, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. I hope you have liked the video we have played tonight, hallelujah. There's just so much um, message, hallelujah, so much revelation in those messages, hallelujah. I hope everyone got the message, hallelujah, praise the Lord. So last night, um, in prayer with the Lord, the Lord uh, had uh, told me that I will be receiving uh, more revelation. And so, um, praise the Lord, I went in prayer with the Lord, and sometime in the morning, I went to sleep, hallelujah. And immediately I open my eyes and I find myself in the in the FEMA camps. Um, my hands are uh, uh, are handcuffed, and I have uh, like a general talking to me, a general here in the U.S. And he just informed me how he had killed other Christians who believe in the rapture, and so that he heard that I was also. One of those Christian, one of those cult Christian, the cult Christian who also believe in the rapture, and that he was going to do the same thing to me for believing in the rapture uh, by Obama's um, care program. No, I'm just kidding. By how Obama thinks that Christian who who are uh, rapture believing Christian, Hallelujah. Um, Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! They they are they are they are called Christian, Hallelujah, and they should be uh, hunted or hunted down or killed. And so he they, he had me handcuffed on a chair, Hallelujah, in one of the female camp, and and he had informed me that he just has killed other Christian that also believe in the rapture, and that he was going to enter uh, get all the information he could out of me, Hallelujah, by beating me or however. Or ended up killing me if I would not provide him with all the information he was looking for, and that uh, he advised me to speak. Or oh, I will, I will, I will have the same future that those other Christians they just killed in the female camp, too, because they believe in the rapture. And I found myself there, and like, oh boy, oh man, this is not good. This is not good. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. And so. It seems like um, for for the experience the Lord gave me last night, it seems that our government, who is a hundred percent sure now, because according to NASA and their scientists, they are hundred percent sure that ISIS will not strike the sun. The yes will go by by the sun close, but it will uh, some of the pieces will hit the earth, and it will cause chaos. And so they are hundred percent sure about that. And so they're taking all the precaution, all the preparation they would need. Uh, 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 you know, they, they, they're preparing themselves to go deep into the earth. 
into the bunkers and, and, and just protect themselves and let the rest of the population practically be killed, annihilated. And then after the whole mess have passed, uh, ISIL have passed, okay, they they want to go ahead and declare martial law, which which that's what the Lord was showing me. And of course, we told the, the Lord's people, we're, we are protected, we'll be protected. But there's only one one side effect to to ISIL, to for the Christian, one side effect, and it's that we will be thrown in the female camp. Okay, no matter if you want to stay home. Okay, because this is a plan of Obama that if there's a chaos or an emergency, he don't want people, don't matter if they don't live near the city or they live deep in the countryside in the mountain, he want them arrested, okay, handcuffed, and thrown in the FEMA camps. And so the Lord, just to, to give me uh, uh, an idea of what we're going to taste very soon, hallelujah, what we Christians are going to taste very soon, um, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And so, um, I remember the Lord in, in one another revelation showed me that when we see these things come, it is for us to stay home. And then in another revelation, I, I seen the army, the Marines chasing people around the neighborhood with the, with the M16, all, all kinds of weapons, chasing them to handcuff them to bring them to the FEMA camp. And so people that were looting, uh, stealing, breaking into houses, doing to businesses, and all that, they were shooting those people. And so they already got a, a, a perfect plan, according to them, on how they're going to go about and deal with the population very soon. Yeah, everything is being put in order. And, and so they're practically 100% ready for all this mess that, that that is coming. And so they know Eisen is not going to strike the sun. They can track the, the, the pad of Eisen. And so they know uh, the earth will get hit by Eisen. Although the debris of the meteor will hit the earth. And, and so it, it will be a mess. Scientists know it will be a mess. But see, God has been speaking first and then the government to the, to the prophet. See, the, the government been tracking ISIS for years, just like you heard. But uh, God's prophet has been speaking for many years. Hallelujah. And I, I've been knowing this for more than three years, all so this mess that will come. So this is nothing new to me. This is new for the government. And if they want to get the 100% information, the accurate information, they can listen to the Lord Tower. And I would, I always provide the information from the Lord, which is which is true and accurate. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, yes, we, we've been expecting ice and we've been expecting this meteor to hit the earth. Uh, we got our, our, our audio, our video from Brother Ephraim, which we, pre, we play here, that if NASA listened to the audio, which uh, Ephraim proved them wrong. Anyway, they ended up apologizing to Ephraim Rodriguez because he proved them wrong. They they were saying, I said, we're going to take another course, this and that. And, and, and Ephraim uh, mailed them, sent them a letter and said, this is what's going to happen. The God of the universe has shown this to me, has spoken this to me. This is what's going to happen. And NASA actually ended up apologizing to Ephraim in a letter. So, you know, we, we, we are kind of 100% on this mess that is coming. The only part, the side effect that I don't like, about ISIS is us being thrown in the FEMA camp. We Christian and some of us being killed uh, uh, because we believe in the rapture. Okay, and so praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Uh, and so yes, it, it's no, it's not going to hit the U.S., but it's going to hit uh, uh, near Puerto Rico, and so it's going to cause a tsunami that will hit the U.S. That's what I meant to say. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. But uh, we will have mess around the U.S. This is this is nothing new. 
Ephraim is not the only one that has seen this for years. It's the Lord has been revealing to people here this mess that is coming for years. This is nothing new. You know, uh, the good stuff is that we've been talking about this for almost two years here on the Lord Tower. And so we've been putting accurate information there for the people. Yes, we have a bunch of people who don't believe. Hallelujah. And, um, and don't believe most of the stuff we say, but it don't matter because we know we're speaking the truth. It don't matter what 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 a, a, few, a few people don't believe or a bunch of people don't believe because we believe God and we believe God's prophet. We believe God's revelation. So when he reveals something to us, we trust the Lord. Hallelujah. It's very important that I trust on the Lord and on his leading. The Bible says very clear, the Spirit will guide us to all truth. So this is no, this is nothing out of our imagination. We, we're hearing this. We're getting confirmation. The Lord is revealing this to different prophet. Praise the Lord. So we are 100% accurate that this is going to cause a mess. Hallelujah. We just have to be very careful because we want to preach that, yes, judgment is coming, but there's always an opportunity for people to repent and come to the Lord. It's, you know, again, like Ephraim said, we don't want to preach fear. We don't want to teach you. Okay, we don't want to prophesy fear, people. We want to we want to tell people that it's always an opportunity to come to Jesus. The door is still open. The rapture has still not happened. That means it's an opportunity for people to be saved. And so the Lord, uh, uh, it, the Lord is actually the one giving me this revelation. It, it's very important to Him. It's very important to God. I share this with people every time He goes and takes me out. And reveal these things to me. So I have revelation the Lord gave, gave me. I seen that uh, uh, the Spanish people were locked up in one side of FEMA. In, in different races were locked up in different places with their family. Some people say I don't want to be separated from my children. And, and we might we might also have that problem come too. Amen. So what I want to advise you is pray and seek the Lord. The Lord already has said through his prophet many people will deny him. Okay. In the FEMA camp. Believe me, when, when this general was, was uh, um, threatening me, had me handcuffed and all that, and, and, and was telling me that I was going to have the same faith that these other Christians who believe in the rapture had, it's not easy for you to think about it and say, well, um, okay, um, I'm going to tell them I don't believe in the rapture. I'm going to change my mind about things. You know, it, it really, it is a hard task. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It is a hard test for us. Very, very difficult test for us to go through what we're going to go through very soon. You know, these people are like Sister Woliski, where she is now. She's very safe in that, in that other country there. But in Vietnam, I believe she is. Hallelujah. So we, it's not easy for us over here in the U.S. Amen. Because people in other countries, people in Canada, will still even have more chances than what we have here because they're going to declare martial law. And so the, the Constitution of the United States will, will mean nothing for for, for once martial law is declared, and so they 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 will do what Obama, what the Lord showed me, Obama and the computer are looking at every Christian, their address and where they live and all that, and tracking them. It's like they, they he has GPS on every Christian. Of course, most every Christian has a phone. South Singapore, I'm sorry, sister. Okay, she wasn't big enough for for, for uh, vacation, I believe it was. And so. Um, praise the Lord, hallelujah. So oh, there is a, a GPS on every phone that has been made. In it, every phone, is, is, is the government uh, requires a GPS. It's actually 
They can see you. Okay, see you. They can get a phone in a way where, where they can track phone, even though your GPS is not active, activated, your location on your GPS is not activated, they can still track it and know exactly where you are. They have the technology, they have the software, and so that's where I see Obama in his computer looking where every every Christian is in the United States. And the word he said was, I wish I can kill them all. I wish I can kill them all. And so uh, it was a, such a confirmation last night when I was in a FEMA camp, a handcuff, okay, th- being threatened, okay, to be killed for believing in the rapture, and then being told that other Christians had the same faith, they were for and they were going to dig more information out of me. And so there were going to be some slapping and beating up on my life in the FEMA camp. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's not great news for me. That's not great news for me and, and for a lot of the uh, ratchet believers in the United States. Because if we are going to be, get beat up and all that, uh, it, it's not going to be easy for us. Going to, I don't know how many months, six months, a year, two years. I don't Okay, Don't let it right before we get beat up. And so that's that's another faith we're gonna to have to go through and endure, brothers and sisters, until the rapture comes. So I may have I may have no tea until the rapture comes. And let me tell you that this is it, it may sound funny to some people, but I had a dream where where I saw myself. This this is when the Lord gave me the rapture dreams, where I was crying to the Lord because I I had all my tea knocked out. Okay, I had all my tea knocked out of me. And I was crying to the Lord, and then the rapture happened. So this, I, I'm combining the dream now, and I'm like, uh-oh. I, I, I'm not going to have such a good uh, faith here. You know, praise the Lord, hallelujah, with, 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 with having the government knock down my teeth because of my rapture believing. And this is coming right because ISOM is bringing this mess. And, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And, and then we'll, uh, the martial law will be declared. We're going to be thrown in the fever camp, and they're going to knock down my teeth. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And so that's, that, it kind of looked like that's my faith in, in many of the Christians here in the United States for believing in the rapture. But let's stay strong, brothers and sisters. Let's be encouraged. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Keep me in your prayer. And as soon as you see all these things happening, you and another, another country, please keep my family and I in prayer and all our brothers and sisters here. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, because if they do knock down my tea, I, I won't be able to... I'll be on the radio much, hallelujah, because I will be in pain. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And then be thrown in the female camp. That's not going to be easy. So the Lord is showing me real tough things here, hallelujah. But I want to share them because, um, He, you know, God is serious about this, and they're going to happen. They are going to happen. It's, it's, it's no going back on this. I remember uh, uh, going to the Lord in prayer and saying, Lord, I want to pray. Uh, this judgment that is coming out, this this 200-way tsunami coming into New York, New Jersey, and doing all this mess and killing all these millions of people and all that, and wiping out, um, wiping out Miami, Orlando, Florida, all that, taking all that, and going in part of Washington and all that. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! It wasn't, it wasn't fun for me to see that. I really cried for the people of Miami. I really did, and I got some good friends in Miami. Hallelujah, good, good brothers and sisters, and I don't, um, I don't expect them to die. I hope they listen and, and don't take no more chances and get out of Miami, because Miami will be will be a, a, a swamp again. That's that's what's gonna happen with Miami. It will be an alligator swamp again. The water will not 
harm the alligator. The alligator will keep swimming, okay, and it will keep staying in the dry land. And so, uh, you know, their home is coming back again. And so, but it's not going to be good for the people in Miami. So I hope they take heed to this message tonight and, and pray to get out of there. The Lord has been already speaking to people to, to pick up their things and just forget about their home and leave Miami. Put a full sale sign and get out. Amen. Now, there's another storm coming to Philippines. Um, I believe I got the name here. Uh, Her- Herodia, I believe it is. Oh, Herodia. Um, you know, I, I, was telling to, I was telling my wife and her sister on the phone earlier that I, today I felt ashamed to call myself a follower of Jesus, a Christian. I really did feel ashamed. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, why did I feel ashamed today to be called a Christian? I feel ashamed because when they said uh, that uh, typhoon was coming to the Philippines, I should have called everyone here in the Lord Tower to prayer, and we should have rebuked that typhoon. Okay, we should have rebuked so that it will, it will dissolve and come to nothing. Okay, and you may say, Brother, where do you, where do you get this faith? Where do you get this idea from Matthew 8, 20, uh, um, 24 said, And behold, rose a great and then so much that bowl was covered with He's Jesus, talking about Jesus. And the disciple came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, We are ye fearful. Oh, ye a little faith, huh? Oh, ye a little faith, says the Rabbi Jesus, Master Rabbi Jesus. Why are ye faithful, oh, ye a little faith? Why? Why? You know, the typhoon is coming to Philippines and rebuking it, okay? And not, and not really stand back and, and watch it kill 10,000 people, destroy most of the home over there. And so I said, I feel so ashamed to call myself a Christian today. Just today, I will not make excuse for myself. Please don't. I really feel ashamed to call myself a Christian. We should have gotten together and we should have rebuked that typhoon. It should have been dissolved. Hallelujah. Why do we act so time? With such a little faith, hallelujah, so hallelujah, and so, you know, and so they were in the sea, and there was great calm. What should the brother Christ done? Exactly what Jesus did, because he said greater than we would do. And so, if this is small, if this thing is small, according to Jesus, that typhoon should have been small, according to Jesus, for us to rebuke. And it will nothing. Because he said, greater thing we would do in his name. So this is a small thing. Very, very tiny, tiny, small typhoon. Kill 10,000 people, hallelujah. And so I acted up on it. In our watch, brighter Christ. We should have been more responsible. And we should have done it together here. And we should have done a, a, a night of prayer, two hours at least. Rebuke this typhoon. And today, those 10,000 people would have been alive. Those homes would have been all nice and together. So I'm taking responsibility for that myself, for the man that's been over there. Hallelujah. Because we are the bride of Christ. And Jesus said, ye a little faith. We acted with so little faith, basically with nothing. Hallelujah. When we are the bride of Christ, we do have faith. The bride of Christ do have faith. And it has so, so much faith that it could rebuke a typhoon. It should have rebuked. We should have done it. That's part of our job. We have been born for such a time. God 
hallelujah, made us in our mother's womb for such a time. Brothers and sisters, we are not taking responsibility for our calling. Hallelujah. And so this is why today I feel so ashamed to call myself a Christian. Tomorrow I may feel differently, but tonight, today, I feel this way. Hallelujah. And I don't want to make no excuse for myself. Hallelujah. We should have acted upon this when they came out saying, hallelujah, that this was coming. Hallelujah. We should have gone together and rebuked it. Now, listen to that. There's another one coming. Ha! Huh. That's not going to happen. Not in our watch now. Let's take responsibility now and let's pray. Praise the Lord. Let's do this in agreement. Hallelujah. Jesus said we will do greater things in his name. Then he, so he did the thing which they thought was great. And, and Jesus said it was small. So let's take now authority so over the one that is going to the Philippines now that it may get greater and it may, die, it may even die greater. Uh, hallelujah. Destruction. So in Jesus' name, we're going to come in agreement now in Yeshua and Jehoshua's name that the typhoon that is coming together will be dissolved, will become nothing. And Jesus and Yeshua and Jehoshua's mighty name, we speak to wind, we speak to the weather, we speak to the sea to come down, we speak to the air to be dissolved, that this typhoon. Hallelujah, this bad weather that is going to the Philippines, we speak to the air, we speak, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, that will become nothing, hallelujah, for the glory of God, for the glory of Jesus, in Yeshua's name, in Jehoshua's name, we command you to become nothing, we command you to become the soul, in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, that will no damage the sea will cause, no damage the air will cause. Hallelujah. No damage the water will cause. In Jesus' name. In Yeshua's name. In Jehoshua's name. We take authority over the weather. We take authority. Hallelujah. Over this aurora that is getting together in Jesus' name. We command you to go back to the sea. We command you to come to serve. In Jesus' name. In Yeshua's name. By faith in Jesus. By faith in his word. Greater things that he did we will do. Jesus said in his name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jehoshua's name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We had a tsunami coming to the U.S. in July. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And this brother of mine, this pastor brother of mine, went to the Lord Jesus and said, Lord, it is not time for the U.S. to get hit by a tsunami. Hallelujah. And he says, Praise the Lord, hallelujah. He says to the Lord, hallelujah, and he prayed and prayed for the tsunami that was going to hit, hallelujah, United States to be dissolved, to become nothing. He can't, I talked to him on the phone at night, and he said to me, brother, the Lord showed me in a dream that this is not going to come. And we were talking about this, it will come, the Lord was speaking to the prophet and all that. He says, the Lord showed me, no. No, brother, it's not going to come. I have prayed this out. Hallelujah. And the Lord confirmed it to him. And then the Lord confirmed it to me. And I said, oh, my goodness. This is the faith we should have in God. Why are we so passive? We don't take authority in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Someone was saying, sometimes to put people to sleep, it's being announced. Hallelujah. And so we, we watch. Watch. So what are we watching for? 
Are we watching the, the birds flying bar, uh, flying by? Are we watching the seed in the, uh, the fish in the water? What are we watching for? What's entertaining us? Are we watching Fox News? Or, 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 or what are we watching? What is it that's entertaining us? Hallelujah. But we are supposed to be watching for Jesus. We are supposed to be watching, hallelujah, for our brothers and sisters. And we have so many brothers and sisters in the Philippines. Why won't we watch him for them in prayer? Pray for one another, Jesus said, taking our responsibility before God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so let, please let this not happen no more. Let's take responsibility. Let's keep this in prayer. Hallelujah. Now we have taken the first step to pray against this one that, that was starting to take some, some power. I'm not going to take no power in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're awake now. We're sober now. We're awake. We we, we can uh, we can see what was going on. But too bad, ten thousand people died, and in our watch, Hallelujah, where we should have been praying. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Praise God, Hallelujah. There's things that will come, and like Jesus said, Hallelujah. This judgment must come. This judgment that must come, Hallelujah. But it's all the judgment that that. There's other things we can pray for, like we had Abraham pray for, for his nephew Lot. Did God spare Lot? Yeah, he did, and his family. Although people made choices, like his wife did. Hallelujah. But yes, God can, can take over this. Hallelujah. It, it, was, it was out there for 40 days and 49 days. He came down and all that. And God was very, you know, God the people for the sin. God said to let down and destroy them and build a new people out you. God was testing Moses. God was testing his servant. Because that's what we are, his servant. God was testing Moses to see if Moses would say, Oh, yes, God, just destroy it. You know, you, we, my wife and I can have new kids and we can fill the earth again and all that. You know, you did it through Adam and Eve. Then you did it through his family. You can do it through us, God. But no. See, God was testing to see if Moses would act in mercy. Hallelujah. In a lot of time, when he's telling us judgment is coming, he's testing us, hallelujah, to see what we would do. And this, this is why Jesus is saying to us, pray, pray, pray. Hallelujah. This is the time for us to act. Hallelujah. And so the Lord has shown me my future in the female camp. So why should I do pray now? Pray that, that God in his mercy will change things a little and I will not get slapped. Hallelujah. My teeth will not, will not get knocked down. Hallelujah. It's very important we pray, brothers and sisters. Because see, God will show you something like this for you to see. Look, if you go if you keep going the way you're going, you're not praying against this and that, they're gonna knock down your teeth very soon. Hallelujah. And this is serious because now this is personal. Hallelujah. And so I, I'm taking it very serious, but I also want to tell you, let's take this serious because this general told me that he had killed other Christians who believe in the rapture. And I know there's a lot of people in the U.S. that believe in the rapture. So when, when the FEMA come, when they declare martial law and they throw us in the FEMA camp, they're going to counter people. They're going to they're, they're gonna handcuff them. Hallelujah. And then they're going to say, do you believe in the rapture? And people are going to be so joyful and say, oh, yes, I do. I believe in the rapture. And boom, they're going to smack them. They're going to smack the rapture out of them. Hallelujah. That's what Obama is thinking. I'm just going to smack the rapture out of a few one and kill a few of them too. Hallelujah. And so this is coming, brothers and sisters. This is very serious. Very serious, hallelujah, because this, this, this is their plan. He's of the devil. That's what God has said for over 10 years. 
to the U.S. He's of the devil, and God is going to allow him to come into power so he can break the pride of America. I think he's been breaking the pride of America because the, the, the pride, one of the pride America had was the good finance, good economy, good stock market. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. America had great things that Obama is breaking. Hallelujah. I'm people. And even the Congress are like scratching their head. What's going on with this man? They don't understand. He's not the devil. And he's not for you. He's against you. He don't want to shake your hand. He wants to kill you. That's what he wants to do. When had the devil been in favor of anyone? You know? Even when Judah was in agreement with Satan uh, to serve the Lord, you know, Judah was used by Satan to do that. And so, so Judah has some trust in Satan. And so Satan deceiving and, and Judah ended up hang, hanging himself. Hanging himself. Hallelujah. There's no trust in the devil. He wants your life. He wants your soul. And that's it. That's the end of that. He don't care for you. And so this is the problem in people sometimes when they trust the devil. Then they end up killing themselves. Satan deceived them. You know, there was this sister who was taken to hell and saw this witch who has served Satan here on earth. And Satan was there, and the witch was telling Satan, Hey, I serve you on earth. I, I killed baby for you. I did so much sacrifice for you. Everything you asked me, I did. You know, look, and look where I end up in, in this cell, in, in hell, being tormented and all that. You, you said that you had a kingdom for me. And Satan looked at her and laughed and said, haven't you heard that I'm the father of lying? Haven't you heard that? I said, wow, what a great testimony. That's a great testimony. Because that's what people forget. Jesus told us the truth. Satan is the father of lies. Hallelujah. Yeshua told us the truth. Why didn't why anyone believe him? Why are people still trusting the devil? Hallelujah. And they're trusting Obama. And he's laughing behind closed door at them. That's what he's doing. He's laughing behind closed door of them. He cannot wait until he gets his hand on Christian and start killing them. He wants to take the soul to hell. That's all he wants. Nothing else. But pe Christian voted for him. They put him in power. They applaud him now everywhere he goes. You know, man, this is sad. This is sad. Now, uh, there, there was a, a message sent there that there are churches in Wyoming that 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 the Obama people are going out uh, to churches, uh, are recommending pastors and ministers to get the the RFID uh, for the benefit of of their information being protect, protected, and, and, and so much benefit supposedly that's in the RFID ship. And so you have uh, you have these these Obama uh, Obama people and Obama recommending the RFID ship because of all the benefit. And so now you got Christian in the churches. I'm getting this RFID, 